Rebecca, Dwayne, Sean, Jen, and Joe, the collective creators of tonight's performance. And I get to ask the first question. But before I do, we have a little um, ritual that we do here at Arts House at these things. And that is to get you talking a little bit. I'd like you to turn to the person next to you and spend one minute deciding what the most important question to ask tonight is. Okay, one minute starts now. Please talk to people that you don't know, if possible. That is the end of the minute. <laughs> it's not a very precise timer in my head. But anyway, I hope you've got your question. Please keep it in mind. Just so you know, we're recording tonight's um, discussion. And so what I'll do is, when you ask your question, I'll repeat it for the purposes of the recording and to give... 30 seconds or two seconds to the answerers. But the first question is, maybe it's to you, Joe. Um, when did you start thinking about this project? And maybe you could tell us a little bit about the road you've traveled to get here today from, from that moment. <laughs> um, I had a residency at Lucy Gurren Inc. And I did about six sessions over two weeks. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I'd come off the back of a 24-hour project, which um, someone said to me, oh, was it, was it a success? Sorry, I couldn't come. And I said, oh, it was a success because I um, discovered I didn't like what I'd done. And so I was kind of coming away from that and deciding that I didn't want to make that kind of work. So I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to start again, and I found something that, a physical uh, vocabulary that I liked. And I put it in my notebook as confusion and um, I sent it to Dwayne and it was some footage and he said, oh, it looks like you're falling down a well. And then I introduced it to these two and then the premise was just to try and make a work I didn't know how to make and from like maybe the first or second rehearsal we kind of ran the work, like we just it did act as if. And so there was a premise act of that. Act as if this is the performance yeah. and it's day two of rehearsal. Yeah. Or day one even. And from then on, we pretty much ran the piece and it was more about what didn't belong rather than what did belong. And that was pretty, that pretty much stayed, stayed the way it went. Yeah? So when you were going along, you made selections about things that looked like they didn't belong in the show. You favoured those kind of things more. Yeah, some things got axed yeah. along the way. And then other things just keep, kept um, maturing and perpetuating other things. Yeah. yeah. And so the performance that we see now is how much of it is improvised, how much of it is rehearsed. Maybe that might be someone's question. Maybe, oh it is, oh it is, sorry. I'm stealing them. Okay, well there we go. Do you want to answer Who wants to answer that? Um, I remember like Joe did a workshop with an American choreographer called Eleanor Bauer and uh, I think in that workshops um, in that workshop so Joe practiced a lot of confusion sort of research in that workshop so she, so she came out from that workshop so with a lot sort of very detailed information about what what she was looking for I remember the first few rehearsals we did it, it was real, like the language 
is very clear. And I remember I learned the material, not so much from that sort of verbal communication, but we just looking at her, like, where's the center? Like, where are we purging from? When she said certain things, what does that really mean? So it was really sort of like physical sort of. And then that history sort of built on, it became uh, a lot more abstracted. It's kind of, she says something I understood straight away physically without actually seeing it sometimes. Mm. So I think that sort of learning and communication process become very sort of like mysterious and very, um, it was really mis like non-verbal, mm. yet, you know, very direct and between us. Mm. But in terms of the, make, the choreographic, what are we making in the moment that, that has always been confusing. Even today. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, all the the movement is is improvised. I mean, yeah, maybe that's kind of reducing it and simplifying it. But we don't really know what is going to happen. There's a, a way to describe it. Could be there's all these ingredients that we can, we can take if we want. Not everything happens every night and it always kind of unfolds in a different way. So um, a lot of the time when we're standing there looking at each other, we're kind of going, what the fuck is about to happen? Um, but can I ask you a question? Do you feel familiar? Sometimes when doing it, it feels familiar, but it doesn't feel bad. Like when we talk about improvisation, we have this expectation of newness in what we're doing. Like for instance, like sometimes I feel like it's really familiar, but it's not, it doesn't feel bad, like it's so boring. Sometimes, you know, do you feel familiar? So my assumption is like when you feel familiar, there is choreography, but it's not boring. Well, I think in this work, um, yeah, I, when I say the word improvise, I kind of um, immediately go to uh, all of this stuff about breaking your habits and doing something, something new, yeah, striving for newness. And this work really allows for your habits and idiosyncrasies to kind of present themselves. And it's interesting how shared that has become with the three of us. And I was saying last night to someone, like, I can't do this movement by myself. It's like I need the presence of Joe and Sean to access whatever happens um, on the white square. <laughs> Sounds, it's really fascinating, isn't it? I wonder whether anyone wants to follow up with a, a question from the audience. Anyone? Maybe take that. Talk. Yeah. Hi, Liz. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's, like, there's a lot of um, concrete, that's a s strong word, but there's a lot of concrete parameters. Like it's like there's really strong scaffolding. So um, it's almost like if it's too familiar, that scaffolding, then it gets really foggy and 
um, comfortable. And so it's kind of this strange um, balance of percentages of how much do we need for it to function and how much can really actually play out. So there's definitely a lot of things we're attempting and we're, we're, we're trying certain parameters, but um, choices are always different from the, between the three of us. So there's a lot of negotiation with choices. But, um, yeah, it's just that balance of tension between knowing and not knowing um, and the history between us, but also... Um, personal history comes into it. There's there's enough room, leave, leaving enough room for it to fall apart in some ways, but not dysfunction to the point where it's pointless. Like if our attention is foggy, then it's it's useless in a way. But confusion and fogginess, <laughs> I don't know, that's what I've been thinking of lately, are, are quite similar, I think. But it's, you know, can we really get to that place? Maybe, maybe. Do you had a question? Yes. Um, I'm not sure if characters is quite the right word, but I think if I talk about characters and performance, you'll know what I mean. Do you think that they got what they were looking for? The question is, if, if there are characters in the performance, do you think they got what they are looking for? Who would like to answer that? Dwayne. <laughs> you were watching the whole thing. <laughs> um, the characters all seem slightly crazy to me, so I'm assuming they may or may not have got that. Um, my perspective is Sonic more than anything and trying to kind of make sense of the madness that's going on and trying to give it some kind of frame but at the same time keep I'm changing the topic completely by the way sorry <laughs> I don't know about these characters like I wouldn't say necessarily sort of like characterize it as characters like personalities or things like that but more like an actant an actor of things like activating something, inducing something, creating a scenario that everyone has to cope with and then constantly finding resolution but not resolving it at all because we need to keep going forward with the work. So I think we're kind of caught in, we're kind of always caught in a scenario that we generate ourselves. Are there, sorry, can I just follow up yeah. with part of that? If, if, when you're performing, are the bits where you go, oh, that's really good. Oh, yeah, this is working. I'm going, this is working now, compared to moments when it's like, oh, shit, this is going bad. Oh, no, no, need to change. This is not going right. You know, because that's another way of answering, on a micro level, this question of whether it's going well in a comfort, whether it's comfortable or it's... Um, being productive for the you as dancers or whether you feel like the ball is constantly being dropped. Do you know what I mean? Who would like to answer that? It's a follow-on question, sorry. Um, I don't have a follow-up, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's about finding resolution or finding comfort. Like, I don't feel 
as though I'm ever comfortable because there's always something new presented. And I almost feel like there's um, something like, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of space to, to go, this is working, this is not working, because um, what's the difference, I think? It's kind of become that anyway. That's how I feel. So th there's a question here and then with these two questions here. Yeah, sorry to cut you off before. Absolutely, comments are also very welcome. I'm sure the company like to hear about the about what your reactions are. So that's good. Atoms pinging around this giant room. I mean, what about the question of characters and characterization? Do you feel like your the versions of yourselves are somehow other than yourselves when you're performing? Because characters have come up twice now. So maybe we should. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think working with Nicola Gunn who couldn't be here tonight she's been the dramaturg and she was getting to this point where it was this fierce kind of urge to have an arc or have some sort of where are you taking us you know dramaturgically as an audience where are you taking us and um, you know it was never um clear to me that the piece is quite different to previous works I've made where I always have a kind of narrative concern which leads to kind of characters and scenarios and I've worked with a lot of like written material but this piece I abandoned that and when she started seeking out this sort of um, trajectory um, and some sort of point of ending it was like no it's not that piece and she was looking at more like a script and and that was when I realised, oh no, we're not seeking that, we're just showing evidence of behaviour in these modes mm. and we're showing the attempt at certain modes. And even tonight we get back there and we're like, oh, what happened? You know, and Sean was like, we're just trying, that's what you wanted us to do, we're just you know, we're trying again and that's the thing. It's like we're having another go at this mm. and there's all these parameters and we have another go and there's no real answer. It's just like, well, this is, this is what you're in. How do you want to deal with it? How are you going to deal with it? <laughs> Great. Yes, madam. Perhaps that's where people construing character because 
it's the slightly extraordinary part mm. of abandoning yourself to three different qualities of moving as the other, sort of in concert, but sort of in canon, but not, but, you know, like, so there was, a, there was a sense of a really specific structure that you were all absolutely in agreement to. That was incredible. I found it very funny. So I found it extremely satisfying. But the, why I found it funny was because there was a, a, a sort of a, um, a disinhibition around beauty or the, the, what is beautiful in dance. Or, so I just like I just found the relish. Uh, for me, I, I was relishing the opportunity to see bodies in complete the whole body, not so, not so, it liberated in the task of fulfilling what was coming up between the three of you. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Yes. Um, I was quite interested as to the relationship as to, between the piece and the sound created before or with the piece and how rigid or not that relationship was. So, Dwayne, it is your go now. Um, how, what was the relationship between the sound and the action on mm. stage? Um, well, it's been quite tricky um, to maintain the ambiguity of the movement and like seeing it, like what the hell is that supposed to sound like? So I set my own parameters. I initially started off just using piano sounds, like samples of pianos and whacking pianos and stuff. Um, eventually expanded that a bit, but still sort of kept it piano-based. Um, structurally, I've just made a modular kind of thing that re sort of remains flexible, sort of vertically and horizontally, depending on whether I need to lift it up or pull it back or make it feel dramatic, and it's all kind of instinctive. Um, but trying to be careful not to frame it with a very clear sort of theatrical arc, which is my tendency, to have a beautiful uplifting ending and have everyone crying as they leave. So it's hard to, resi it's hard to resist that, and that's what I'm resisting, but keeping it flexible. That's all you live mixing that? Yeah, sort of from blocks. Yeah, so it's different every night as well, yeah. And, and it's interesting because he teases us with his choices too, so there's a lot of choice going on. Jen was maybe, Jen was maybe gonna have choices, but she made her choice, didn't, didn't you, Jen? <laughs> so Jen, what was, what was your role in this? Uh, Work. I feel like I've got the sympathy microphone. I suppose um, the choice was uh, Joe prefaced, I did the lighting and, and between us a bit of space work and um, Joe asked me the question, what is confusion in lighting? And actually that's most lighting designs that you see. So, um, oh, is that harsh? Oh. <laughs> it's like this one. No, this one. Um, and, it, I mean, it's really hard to separate your ego from your work, especially in, in a show, and you always want to be seen to be doing something. But I have done some work quite a bit, but you wouldn't notice. And that is the lighting. We've taken 
um, North Melbourne Town Hall back almost to its original state with its old chandeliers up. We ripped out all the infrastructure and, you know, the boys here were really great. I was like, so I want to pull the chain motors up and then stick lights up through the holes there so people have been on their hands and knees up in the roof, you know, um, squiggling these lights in and, yeah, it's come up a treat. I'm really pleased. That's it, really. <laughs> oh, another question. Great. Yes, the question is, can you talk about the folding of the floor? Who would like to talk about that? <laughs> we, we did a showing during Dance Massive and we had the tucket. And I had always been seeking this idea of a key change, you know, like <laughs> rock and roll key change. And um, I was watching the footage with Dwayne like a week or two after the showing and I just said, I just want that target to go away. I just want that framework to go because it's that thing of like, well, this is the platter for the confusion and it's like, but that structure was creating the confusion but what if we take it away? And So we haven't really had a heap of time to play with ripping up Tarkett because it's quite a laborious task, isn't it, Jen, to put it back down. And you can, you can do damage to it, like it unfolds and there's a big speed hump, so you've got to be careful. But the, just the perspective shift, like really it's quite simple and it's, you know, it's been done a lot in history, like it's nothing new, but it's also, there's these kind of desires that you have and I like the idea that these desires connect with you guys. So the feedback isn't just here, but it's feedback with you. And last night, I think I could put together a list of all these people that were like, I just wanted to, I wish I could have, I just wanted that to go for, and it was all these desires. Like everyone had this empathy to, you know, I just wanted to join in or I just wanted to stay on the rope longer or I just wanted to, and it's like, I like that it perpetuates the, the desire in people, this, this empathy to wanna, I want, I want something, you know, and it doesn't really amount to anything and so maybe that's why they want something because it's nothing, it doesn't give you anything really but there's a whole lot that it gives you. So it's kind of, it's kind of... Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so the desire to rip that big, oh, it's, sad, it's like a big Band-Aid. <laughs> That was, it was, because I kind of wanted to make my Disneyland piece and some of those things are like, you know, yeah, you just make the thing you want, but be completely selfish. It's like, I want to swing on a rope. I want to, you know. <laughs> yes, maybe we've got time for two more questions. So now is the time to get your hand up if you want to ask one. So, Joe, as a choreographer performing in your own work, is it important for you to get the audience's perspective? Yep. But um, I guess I relied on Nicola, for, Nicola Gunn for a lot of that because she was this outside eye source. So some of our rehearsals would be about finishing the run and talking to her and she'd talk through the order and what happened because we don't sometimes remember what happened. 
So there's that. I didn't use video much because I just wasn't interested. And um, I think when I have made works where I'm not in it, I don't really like them very much. I just look at them and they're too familiar or something. And it's, it's sort of an abandonment of responsibility in some ways. Like I get caught in it. So I don't know... But when I look at the footage of this when we've done it, I, I don't have so much of a problem. But if I'm on the outside, my choices seem really obvious and they annoy me. So I like being in it, to a degree. <laughs> mm. But it is tricky, especially with this, because I think it can get quite frustrating, maybe for these guys, because I'm, I'm not really directing it completely. So there's a lot of... A, there's a real reliance on them and their roles and their choices and I kind of trust them a lot. So there is that question of authorship and shared knowledge and shared interest. But, you know, I think there's a willingness. So I think that's much more interesting and um, it's then it's less about... Like it, it is about me because I set the premise but I like what they bring like everyone brings their histories. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Good. Now, is there one last question? Oh, yes. Hi. Sorry. So there were several moments where um, there was quite a, um, I guess, intimate vibe um, between on the girls and then, of course, all three of you there, um, where she also <laughs> kind of stood out and the girls had some kind is this linked up to some sort of exploration of um, sexuality or kind of like a level between um, Kingsley sexuality and that kind of level there? Um, so there were moments of intimacy in the <laughs> show. I'm going to try and recreate it. So it's a long and, question, but it's just like the link between um, that exploration. Yeah, and was there an... Ex yes, there was intimate moments between the dancers in different configurations. Um, was it a conscious exploration of sexuality, the show? Um, well, that the kiss has never happened before. <laughs> like, ever. That was quite shocking. <laughs> <laughs> what a pleasant surprise for you. <laughs> pleasant surprise. So tonight it was an exploration of sexuality. <laughs> Uh, but not before. She asked me to do it. Ah. <laughs> the director I, 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 told I, me. I, I don't really know. I think it's like we use whatever we can to communicate, to put ourselves into some kind of very confused state. You know, like um, maybe we weren't representing sexuality, or, or, but we were using certain drive to create certain move, sort of like physical situation it's not really about to represent those things but using those drive like um it's quite weird to kiss yeah. back Even and that, just, <laughs> like it presented a problem it like pre as soon as it happened i was like oh what does this mean Shana's kissing me like okay. <laughs> now i have to deal with this so again and it just throw the whole thing off and then they just have to deal with the whole situation and then rework the whole piece because there's one more that 
thing into it. I think that, for me, I get really excited when I'm just like, oh, I can fuck the whole thing up. For everyone. Yeah. So did you, I suppose the flip side of it is, of the question is, did you think it was an exploration of sexuality tonight? I guess this is my own interpretation where um, with the um, two ladies being in sync, maybe it could be like be linked to that, especially with, I guess, um, you know, the, the, all the dancers being topless and there is that more intimate kind of vibe to it. So um, you're kind of linked to the dancers in a slightly different way. And I guess that's the view that I took of it, where um, the two girls were kind of together and there's Xi'an thrown between the girls and then all three of them being in like this crazy melting pot of like um, argument and torment and passion and all of that and that's just what I took from it. Like kind of on the mark or not? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I've kind of been interested in, you know, this thing of what it represents and what it doesn't represent and if I just stand here naked, I'm red-haired, long, tall, white, you know, there's all sorts of readings and, you know, that thing of, like, the inscriptions of my body and Sean and Beck and what they bring. And I guess I've been interested in camouflage and, like, this thing of, like, well, this is on the surface, but what else? So, and there's this section where we, we name what we see and it's just, um, that could look like I'm scratching my bum or it could be that I'm connecting to my tailbone because I'm intimately related to my own anatomy and I've done a lot of training and you know so I, I quite like this um versus you know non-representation versus representation and so a kiss is like massively loaded but also it's like Sean's just Sean like I'll go home and tell my husband that I kiss Sean tonight you know like we get out there and we're like oh I just you know so I'm kind of interested in how all of that vocabulary that movement can represent so many things and so many different readings depending on where you guys are coming from and um, I quite like that that transparency versus non you know yeah because I think that like um, we have I think visually we think a kiss is a kiss but for us it's it's not, it's where to sort of like energize the space between us in a using sort of like very loaded gesture, but then again, it's not that. This is something else. This is something about communication in a very bizarre way, I, I think. And then to inform the choreography somehow, that's what I t took from it. And yeah, and a lot of it is about presenting problems for them so that we have to solve, like, not necessarily solve it, but, you know, deal with it. Great. Just checking to see if there's any more hands, but there aren't. So that means it's time, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for coming to the show tonight, and thank you for coming back to the discussion afterwards. Please check out the rest of the Arts House season. It's really exciting. It's the 10-year anniversary, so there's lots of great shows on. Um, so please join me now in thanking the company for their great piece tonight and for taking the time to answer the questions. Thank you.